0: A report produced by Endeavor, Greece, has identified 138 international companies that have established a health hub in Greece, out of which 73 are multinational companies representing 18 countries and employing more than 8,000 people. When it comes to healthcare, three additional and significant reasons reinforce the reasons why investments in the healthcare sector are accelerating. Firstly, the country holds unique characteristics such as highly trained healthcare professionals with international recognition, world-class facilities and advanced medical technology infrastructure. Secondly, a mature research and innovation ecosystem exists in the country. It is worth mentioning that the life sciences field in the Greek startup ecosystem constitutes 16.2% of the sector pool, by far the most popular investment sector. And thirdly, the healthcare sector stands in the intersection of a multi-billion recovery plan. Orestes will elaborate on that. So, healthcare growth opportunities for Greece are um, extremely promising, and we are here to listen to what our panelists have to say. So, let me start with James Christopoulos from CVC. CVC has a strong footprint already in the country, their experience is high
1: and James, please share your thoughts with us. Uh, Hello everyone and thank you Vasily uh, for the introductory remarks and for having us here today. Um, And uh, happy to share a little bit of background on CVC's experience investing in healthcare in Greece. Uh, First, just a little bit of background. So CVC is a global private equity firm with uh, 29 offices around the world Uh, and including one in Athens, which was led by my friend and colleague, uh, Alex Vodakidis, who's here with us today. And We invest across all industries, but certainly healthcare has been an area of focus for us. And in particular, I would say pharma and healthcare services um, and hospitals, I suppose, are the two areas of focus. And indeed, those are the two areas where we have invested in Greece. Um, On the pharma side, we've supported the investment in PharmaThen, which is a, now owned by a partners group. So we've invested in the debt and the equity there. But really our primary and largest investment to date has been in the healthcare services space and specifically in Hellenic Healthcare Group. So that's a group of hospitals that we've invested in. Um, really, if you rewind the clock a little bit and now we're going back to 2016 when we started this journey, our investment started with just one hospital, one hospital based in Piraeus, the Metropolitan Hospital where we partnered with the, the CEO and, uh, of the business and, and large shareholder, Mr. Spiridis, who remains a large shareholder and our CEO partner. And we, we saw really an opportunity uh, to help build out this industry in, in, in Greece. We saw all the ingredients were there. You had incredible uh, doctors, medical professionals, you had the right demographics and and a well-established private sector, but it needed reinvesting. Unsurprisingly, after a long financial crisis, the whole sector had been starved of investment. So our our thesis was actually quite simple, which was to say, if you invested in the hospitals, brought new technology to the country, uh, created a good environment for patients, for uh, nurses, for doctors, that creates a virtuous circle where that, that's what attracts the doctors, that's what attracts the patients in turn. And so once you get that started, it starts really growing by itself. And so I'm simplifying the story a little bit, but not by much, by just saying our really our focus was how can we reinvest in all these hospitals that we uh, acquired. And so um, fast forward to today, what started with that one hospital is a group of nine hospitals across Greece and Cyprus and indeed a larger network with over 5,000 employees, over 6,000 affiliated doctors, and around 600 million in revenue. So it's really grown quite nicely during that period of time. So that was really phase one, I would say, building out that network of hospitals. Over the last few years, we've, we've been focused on phase two, which is, okay, now that you have this scale, what do you do with it? And really the focus has been on reinvesting Building out the suite of services that we have, so building out diagnostic, primary care, um, and having a network really across the the country. And really uh, investing in what we describe as the customer experience. It's easy to lose sight of the fact sometimes that uh, patients are customers, and we want to make sure they feel like they're having a very good experience. Some of that is the experience in the hospital. Some of it is how they interact with the medical professionals how, how we can leverage technology. So we invested a lot in technology and, and enabling the interaction with the hospital, how your data is kept to be um, modernized. So that, that's really been kind of the, the phase two, I suppose, of, of our investment cycle. And that's an ongoing virtuous cycle that we continue to, to uh, promote. So our investment um, thus far has been a very positive one. Our experience with all the stakeholders in Greece has been very positive. As I said before, we're, we're blessed with uh, a, a great number of, of, of doctors uh, who are world class, truly. Um, and so we, we continue to down our journey of investment. The government also has been a, uh, a great player in the market, too, and maybe we'll get to that later. But uh, they've played a big role, in obviously, in the healthcare space in Greece. Like in most European countries, there's a very active private sector, but the majority of the market is public. So. The government um, clearly provides a regulatory framework, clearly provides oversight for the overall industry, but they've also been a a good partner, and we think, frankly, they could play an even bigger role in terms of uh, guiding more investment, helping the whole industry become maybe a little more external-focused. So when you think about potential next chapters, uh, not just for Hellenic Healthcare, but I think for the sector in general in Greece, uh, because there are other large players as well, one, one role where the government's been supportive in the past in other industries, too, is exports. So how can we help? What does exports mean in the healthcare industry, uh, in the hospital industry? It means um, helping companies for, from a medical tourism perspective attract uh, patients from other geographies in the region. It also could be helping Greek companies expand their presence and footprint in, in other countries in the region. Uh, or beyond. So I think there's a role there. There's a role from training. It's a people business, certainly. If you think about some of the uh, hospitals, yes, there's technology, yes, there's equipment, but really it's it's the nurses, the, the doctors. And so making sure there's enough trained staff is, is key. It's something that we've been focused on as a group in making investments uh, to help build out the, the Nursing staff for the whole country, and, and obviously for our group. But that's also uh, an area where the government can play a bigger role as well. So um, it's a it's a as uh, Vasily said in his opening remarks, it's obviously a very vibrant market. It's a growing market. So we're we're very happy to be part of it and playing our part. So thank you, Vasily.
0: Thank you, James. Thank you so much for the message that uh, you pass to the audience and. Th- I strongly believe that we have in the room the right person to receive this message is the alternate minister of economy Nikos Papathanasis Uh, so we strongly believe everybody knows that the government is a private sector friendly government and we are very happy to establish the necessary environment for uh, private investments and also public private partnerships and uh, I believe it was evident during the pandemic how the private the private sector helped the public health system to uh, efficiently and successfully managing the pandemic. Thank you James. Uh, Greg, Greg Schiokas Uh, You are the owner and CEO of a Greek company uh, here in the US. We would like to tell us a few words about your company. We know that you focus on research and development and we would like to hear from you how Greece can learn from such examples to promote research and development initiatives in the country.
2: Uh, thank you, Vasilis. Uh, first I would like to thank you also, uh, Nikos and uh, Olga for the invitation. Uh, I'm excited to be here to have the opportunity to introduce our company Cosmos Health. Cosmos is a vertically integrated global healthcare group with more than 330 people, employees. We are also the only company with a Greek background listed on Nasdaq and the New York Stock Exchange outside shipping. We have a strong financial foundation, having raised over $60 million in equity after Applistic. We are listed in uh, February 2022. We have subsidiary offices and distribution centers around the world. Our headquarter in Chicago, Zip Doctor in Texas, Cosmo Farm and Canal Laboratories in Athens, Sky Farm in Thessaloniki, and DecaHydro in London. We have a global distribution platform in Europe, North America, Asia. Cosmos offers a wide range of innovative products and services, from nutraceutical and pharmaceutical to healthcare distribution and telehealth. This includes our nutraceutical brands like Sky Premium Life and Mediterranean that are an international success already. Sky Premium Life is sold in pharmacies, retail chains like Holland & Barrett and online platforms like Amazon in US, Canada, UK, Germany, France, Cyprus, Greece, Singapore, and beyond. Cosmos has also been very active in acquisition recently. For example, Zipdoctor in a telehealth space and distribution network of pharmacies from Bicas uh, in Athens. The most important acquisition, however, was Canop. Kana Laboratories in June 2023 Kana is a historic Greek pharmaceutical company established almost 100 years ago with a GMP pharmaceutical license Kana has its own facilities and has been a trusted partner of multinational companies like AstraZeneca, Janssen Merck, Nestlé, Procter & Gamble. We are also now in the process of acquiring cloud screen, a cutting-edge artificial intelligent drug repurposing program. Lastly, we have a very strong commitment to R&D. As you can see, Vasilis and gentlemen, ladies, were active in many, many areas.
0: Thank you. It's exciting, really. Indeed. Thank you so much. Simos Simos Meonidis uh, is the owner, you know, CEO and founder of uh, Delsona Therapeutics. Um, I had the honor to work with him the last 3 years in a committee set up by the Prime Minister. We produced a report for the Prime Minister on how Greece could become a biotech hub, and I would like Simos to tell us a few words uh, about uh, this report, the findings of the report, and if Greece can really become a hub in the biopharmaceutical
3: sector. Simos. Thank you, Vasily, and thank you to uh, Olga and Nikos for uh, inviting us. so, I'll cut to the chase right away and say I believe that yes, Greece can become um, a, a hub for innovation in biotech. Um, another thing I want to say right at the start is, uh, many of you are probably aware of this, but we are living in a renaissance period in biotech, and what do I mean by that? Um, you know, the, the, the drugs. And the diseases that are being addressed today, uh, and will be addressed in the next uh, few years, the next decades, are unprecedented. Um, I, I happen to have a, a unique perspective, uh, just by the fact that I, you know, in my first in my first uh, life, I was a molecular geneticist. Uh, I trained uh, as a you know molecular biologist doing genetics, and I th- I thought that was going to be my career forever, and. I spent the first 10-12 years of my time in the U.S. doing that and then about 20 years ago I, I made a switch and switched over to the, to the investment side of, of biotech and learned how to analyze companies and uh, leverage the, the knowledge of, of uh, basic biology and disease pathways to, to uh, try to invest in, in uh, the innovations of the future. And uh, I, I can tell you from my personal experience, I started my PhD in 1995. Uh, the, if somebody were to tell me the, about the drugs that are that have been developed the past 20 years, especially the last 10, uh, I would think they were probably under the influence of something um, because they are truly innovative. Um, and uh, for example, the gene and, and cellular therapies that uh, cancer patients and patients with uh, rare diseases are being treated today, uh, and the ones that are we're looking at the pipeline for the next five and ten and twenty years are truly, truly revolutionary. Again, like for from a basic biology standpoint, uh, if you went back twenty five years ago, nobody would believe you that you can have uh, your own cells acting like uh, an effective drug with very little side effects, and uh, and I think. The the best is yet to come for sure. I am very very bullish. Uh, I am certain that this will happen. Um, so, uh, as Vasiliy mentioned, you know, I had the the honor of being asked to participate in this uh, government uh, committee to of outside experts uh, mostly people from the US and the EU uh, that were you know i'm by far the least important person in that in that group it was albert borla the ceo of pfizer stelios papadopoulos one of the founders of biotech georgian kopulos um, and just from these names uh, again another thing that i know from being a biotech person for the past 30 years is we have a, a great representation of some of the greatest minds um, in biotech and and i i don't really know why that is people say why are you greeks so big in biotech i mean you're overrepresented and I, i don't know the answer uh but it's a fact so all these people you know the really big hitters in biotech got together and um you know we again i on a personal note i had i left greece when i was 19 so 35 years ago uh I had a very different view of what Greek government was or, you know, um, so to be honest, I wasn't very um, optimistic that anything is going to come out of this. Uh, but right away, I saw the difference, like, you know, Vasilis was coordinating, was a coordinator for the Prime Minister's office of, of this effort. And what we did was we did a, a call, at least a call every week for two years, so hun- literally almost hundreds of calls with, you know, a, a majority of the... The ministers, alternate ministers, uh, all the stakeholders in healthcare in Greece. Uh, So we did. You know, we really got into it because we saw the response from uh, this new government, and it got us excited. Um, And a year ago, we went and presented this to the prime minister and his team. And for all of us, you know, after afterwards, we we were I think amazed at the level of interest and commitment. This was not. Uh, paying lip service to, you know, uh, something that's going to be useful f- uh, for the government in the elections. I mean, the prime minister himself. Again, I was personally amazed of uh, his level of engagement, knowledge. I mean, the questions that he asked us were, were very, very targeted. You know, he had read the—I can't remember how many pages—two hundred and fifty pages of the report and asked specific questions. Why is this like this, and can we? Um, and um, and again, you know, our our view is that uh, Greece can definitely become a hub of biotech. The, one of the examples that we cited was Israel, uh, which is a company with similar size but a lot more advanced in in, in tech and other industries. Uh, I think we have the advantage of having all the expatriates that are willing to help, uh, but I think we also have a great uh, human capital in Athens. So. I've had the opportunity to again initially as a, as an academic interact with biologists and and physicians from Greece trained in Greece, and every time I would go to a conference, um, I would you know and I would see a Greek name. I would go talk to them, and so throughout the past 30 years, I've seen the level of quality and excellence that uh, exists in Greece. And I was thinking, wow, if this guy was here, or if this woman was here, they would be you know, the head of the department at Harvard. Um, and so that capital exists in Greece for sure. Uh, my wife is actually an academic in engineering. And for the past 20 years, I've seen the same thing with in terms of tech and engineers. We have top engineers, top biologists, top physicians uh, living in Greece. A lot of them have left, but there's a lot of them that are back there. And um, if there is investment, uh, I think Greece can definitely thrive. Um, you know with the pandemic we saw the the emergence of remote working and digital nomads um you know instead of living in i don't know pick any country um uh, living in greece and doing this you know why not the you know for american companies that want to invest and uh, in open offices in greece they could get better quality in, in my view than u.s workers and for you know uh, for a lot better economics so i think the, the the last thing i'll say is the the other thing that we saw we, we we dealt a lot with the regulatory and legal aspect of you know licensing drugs or developing drugs and patents um and we presented this to to the prime minister and his and his team's response was w- we'll make happen whatever is needed you know he he, he committed to it and Um, he really believes in it so uh, I think the the recent stability that the country has experienced uh, is also another very positive factor the willingness to adapt and and move quickly and um, I'll just give you an example like you know the, the not to get too technical but like a regulatory framework for doing clinical trials sometimes it takes a long time to approve things and um, for example, other countries in the Balkans, like Bulgaria, have almost ten times more clinical trials than, than we do, than Greece does, and, you know, there's no reason why that should be. And, and we present that to him, and he said, okay, tell us what needs to change, and he called his, his experts to help us and try to figure out, so um, I'll stop there and just say I'm, I'm you know, I'm a very conservative investor in terms of my, my approach in, in everything is very conservative. So you're not gonna hear me say this, you know, very often, but this is Greece is a place that I think has a great future in in uh, in, in biotech.
0: Thank you, Simus. I think that one uh, example of success is the hub of Pfizer in Thessaloniki. Nico Garibaldi, the head of the hub, is here with us and we know that uh, we own a lot for this investment to albert burla the ceo of pfizer who is a real greek but if albert burla is the is leading the management board he had to convince the pfizer management board for this investment if he did all his best but if did if greece did not fulfill specific requirements, this investment could not have been materialized. Thank you, Nico, for the great work that you do, and this is an example of how Greece can attract more investments. And now, I will. I would like Orestis Kavallakis to tell us a few words about the resilience and recovery plan. I know Orestis since he was the Secretary General. Responsible for public-private partnerships, and you know, public-private partnerships—it's a taboo. Let's say, let me say, phrase in the healthcare sector in Greece, because there is always there was always a political argument in the parliament every time we're trying to convince the opposition. About the necessity of public-private partnerships, we had strong resistance. We were trying to convince, to, convince, to convince them that public-private partnerships is an investment tool. It has nothing to do with privatizing the healthcare sector. I hope that things are clear now. And again, let me tell you that uh, during the pandemic we the government uh, supported the public the state-run health system and we had these uh, amazing results Orestes
4: uh, the floor is
0: yours thank you very much thank you for the invitation Uh,
4: it's a great honor and pleasure to be once again in uh, New York the Capital Link so the recovery and uh, resilience facility um, is the response of the European uh, uh, Union to the economic and social crisis caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. The facility of total 723 billion consists of grants and loans that for the first time the EU has received from the markets and is channeling to member states. The RF is Clearly a different development tool compared to the standard EU financed programmes since it combines investments with reforms, mainly promoting the resilience of the economies. It's a very different element, a very different element of the RRF is that it is performance based. Therefore the Commission only pays out the amount to each country when they have achieved the agreed milestones and targets towards completing the reforms and investments included in their plan the total amount for greece for their government resilience facility after the after the negotiation of our prime minister kyriakos mitsotakis is 16.5% of its gdp and right now after the revision of the rrf is 36 billion this uh, amount Is one of the most significant amount that Greece has ever had in order to change its economy and make it more resilient and bring more investments. Right now, we have already received 11.1 billion, and after we submitted an additional payment request, and after they positively assessed it by the European Commission. We have right now, we expect actually until the end of the year to have a total disbursement of 14 billion. The program consists mainly of two basic sectors. One is the grants, we have 18 billion of grants, and the other one is the loan facility. Grants means that each public sector, each line ministry, has its own projects and this project must be timely achieved in certain targets and milestones otherwise then the whole installment for the country is delayed that means that for the first time we have a performance based instrument and the whole public sector all the ministries all the public administration must work together in order to achieve certain results this means Two things. The first one is that we will be able to achieve certain investments, and these investments will change our country. The second one is, in order to achieve these investments, the public administration will change, and it will be the first time that we will work with targets and certain time limits. The loan facility is a great success. We give actually loans with low rate interest. Right now, with the revision, we ask for more five billion, and uh, the revision has been uh, positively assessed by the Ecofin last Friday. So, right now, we have a total of 17 billion to give to small, medium, and large enterprises with low interest. Low interest means 0.35 for small enterprises and 1% for medium and large enterprises. Now, the contribution of uh, RRF in the healthcare sector. Uh, we have a component that's dedicated to improve the resilience, accessibility, and sustainability of healthcare. In a nutshell, we have 42 selected projects on healthcare with a total budget of 2 billion euros, which is quite significant considering the size of the Greek market. In a nutshell, the projects planned and implemented by the Ministry of Health are the following. We, have a, we are financing a major modernization program in 97 public hospitals and 156 primary healthcare centers across the country. This is the largest horizontal intervention on public health units that has taken in uh, I think the last 20-25 years with exception of COVID. We have a digital transformation of healthcare services, meaning the digitalization FP, the National Digital Infrastructure for the Support of Oncology Patients, digitization of 190 million imaging tests. We have a large program, scale funding primary and secondary prevention. You know, in how much uh, how important is prevention? So we have very big programs um, for prevention, which is better than cure. We have an institution and pilot implementation of home-based care using the latest technology for patients with complex and chronic diseases. We have a reform of mental health services. What means a reform? Means that we, in order to get the necessary. Uh, uh, payment, money from European Commission. We have a reform, which is followed by the investment. So we must first pass the law that will reform the mental health services, and then we have to do an, uh, uh, to make uh, operative uh, 106 new mental health units. So it's combined the investment with the reform, and both must be completed in order to get the necessary amount from the European Union. We have also, as I said, organizational reforms in the health system. And now, as far as the private investment in healthcare is concerned, first of all, we have the global reform and investment program. We have 53 investment plans of 231 million that have been included by 33 pharmaceutical companies. My minister just uh, uh, signed the second call that will be launched with a budget of 150 million. I think this proves that Greece provides a very favourable environment for investing in the manufacturing of pharmaceuticals. We have a production output that has been steadily increasing, especially from 2017 to 2019, while a sharp increase in the industrial production index indicates enhanced efficiency. This is a notable incentive, since Greece has already a competitive advantage in pharmaceutical industry and can act as an opportunity for multinationals to form joint ventures in production and scale up their operations in Greece. We invite all of your companies to come to Greece and I think you'll find a very good possibility. I think now it's the right momentum, it's a great momentum to invest in the pharmaceutical sector in Greece. Also we have, in order to support your companies, we have a private investment RRF uh, loan program Right now, we've given 11 loans, a, a total budget of 300 million, and we are uh, still having a lot of uh, uh, applications uh, from the healthcare sector. As Vasily said, I think we are ready as a society to move forward to a PPP in, uh, the, in the healthcare uh, sector. I think uh, not only the opposition but first of all the society is ready to accept that we need good operating and uh, uh, hospitals and uh, the quality of the hospital to be that that we deserve and that means that sometimes the private sector must build must maintain and must uh, do the service in order for the quality of, uh, of uh, to be to the standard we, we all want so right now we are preparing I think two PPP programmes uh, in uh, in in Greece. Uh, it's a PPP health infrastructure project in Greece, which is underway, and it's about construction, acquisition of equipment, and facility management. Um, and right now we have um, another one underway. So the expected Im- impact of uh, the recovery and resilience plans is expected give to bring a GDP increase of 13.7 billion and to add about 400,000 jobs. So that means that the RRF is a game changer for Greece as a growth driver and a unique challenge to put through its implementation the country on a steady path and change its production model to become more extrovert, competitive and greener and at the same time more resilient. For the
0: benefit of the Greek citizens. Thank you. Thank you, Oresti. Thank you so much. I think we have some time left for some questions. I would like to ask James now. James, good news that you are planning to stay in the country and invest more in the country. What would you like from the state uh, what you would like to, from the state to make your life easier regarding investments in the country? What uh, actions should the government take? And I would also like to ask: do you believe that it's time for joint ventures, public-private partnerships? to um, take place in Greece?
1: Uh, well, uh, there's a couple of questions there, but yeah, happy to make, take a stab <laughs> at them. Um, uh, um, so I, I think uh, first, as I mentioned before, obviously there's a big role for the government to play in the space and it has been supportive. Obviously, Orestes uh, just listed off a lot of the financial investments that have been taking uh, place the last few years Uh, Candidly, there's also, healthcare is a great sector because it has a lot of constituents, academia and and research, um, in addition to nonprofits. Obviously, the Narcos Foundation has also made some great investments over the last few years, too, that should be recognized. So the government is really the the key coordinator of all that and bringing together the partnership from all the constituents. And so I think that's a key role. That will help continue to drive growth, but also more investments from from all sides. So I think that's one area that I would uh, that I would highlight. And through that spirit of partnerships, I do think the PPP programs obviously are, candidly, they're not new. They've been successfully done in many countries in Europe uh, in the past, and and CBC does have experience in, in other countries, in Spain, and in other words where um, that model has been very successful in terms of uh, bringing. The, the best part of the private sector, if you will, simplifying the story, but that discipline and management uh, of, of resources, scarce resources to the table. Um, and so wh- it's it's a complicated process, though. And so, yes, I, I think there's been a lot of things that have had to fall in place where today we can sit and speak about it more openly. And certainly there's desire and I know appetite from uh, from our group and others to be part of that journey with, with the Greek government. Um, And so I I think that spirit of partnership I touched before on how it could be more export-focused too, how it could help uh, bring more people to the table through training, through education. And I think really it's, and I know that the next panel I think here is the brain uh, gain, bringing people back to the country, uh, doctors, scientists, Uh, again, I think those are all areas where the government has a real role to play.
0: Thank you. Thank you, James. Greg? Uh, what Greece could do to promote research and development in the country, uh, based on your experience here in the United States.
2: Uh, I will talk a little bit more uh, about our company and. Uh, to
0: microphone. Sorry. To microphone. Ah,
2: okay. Uh, I would like uh, first to talk a little bit more about. Uh, our R&D, and then I will explain what uh, can we do. Uh, research and innovation are part of our DNA. We have a strong pipeline of R&D project, focusing on artificial intelligence, drug repurposing. For example, we are making significant progress in the weight management space. We recently completed the second phase in developing our obesity product. And we have also applied for a patent with the European Patent Office. Clinical trials will begin very soon. We are also acquiring a patent filed with the World Intellectual Property Organization for drug targeting CNS cancers. And we are also making process in other areas like diabetes. Importantly, this has been achieved at our R&D department in Athens with our world-class team of Greek scientists. Our R&D department has found its new home at facilities of Canal Laboratories. We are also considering to spin off our R&D division in a new publicly listed biotech company. Turning to Greece in your questions... Our country has amazing talent, and we have all the ingredients to succeed. Greece is progressing well with a solid political landscape and growing economy. The reforms implemented so far are in the right direction, and this should continue. We'll keep investing in Greece. We are growing our team, upgrading our facilities. And investing in other Greek companies. All our products have the mating in in Greece label. We are Greek with a global vision.
0: Thank you. Simo, you I mentioned the title of the report, How Greece Can Become a Hub in the Biotech Sector if you read the title somebody may think that greece is trying to compete the us israel germany the uk the big stakeholders of biotech uh, r&d around the globe do you really believe that greece could take a small part of this investment and really become a biotech hub. Uh, we, yeah, don't I, want, we definitely don't want to compete with the US. We cannot compete with these countries. But I think that we can attract a part of uh, this research and
3: development. Yes, I, I, I don't think that we would be able you know, anytime soon uh, you know, not for a few decades, at least, to compete with, with the U.S. Uh, or, you know, any other larger country. Uh, however, I think we definitely, you know, can make very significant steps into building, uh, to building a hub there. You know, this is not something that's gonna happen overnight. Uh, it will require a lot of investment, uh, especially in basic research, basic biology, because that's what drives, has driven this, revolution um uh, but we don't we don't have to we don't want to and we don't have to compete with them there there's it's a big enough pie for for everyone and i think we're uniquely um, having seen the past 30 years what countries like ireland uh belgium and israel have done uh countries with similar characteristics and you know differences but um I think definitely we can take a a significant portion of that pie, or I would say a portion of the pie that's going to be very significant for Greece to build its own expertise in there
0: Thank you Orestes. It's now or never. Do you believe that Greece will be able to absorb this huge amount of money from the recovery and resilience fund
4: Yes, I think uh we, we work very, very hard for that cause and uh, I think uh, this will be a game changer for us all and uh, we must not let this opportunity uh, slip away, so yes, I'm optimistic. I think uh, we're all uh, uh, coordinating, we have one very stable government which is very uh, working together in one sequence and uh, that means that uh, we are able to focus on the result and uh, that means that we will do what we can to absorb all the money
0: thank you thank one you. last comment from uh, from my side i may be the alternate minister of health but i had the honor to be part of the team who handled the pandemic and um, planned uh, the new health uh, care system in greece a plan which is um, deployed by the current government so i have to say that um, the investors community recognized the successful responsiveness of greece uh, to the pandemic crisis and the greek government has clearly laid out the areas of focus over the next years and we are keen on providing the dedicated investment promotion and facilitation efforts to support investments without hesitation Greece is an attractive investment destination thank you so much